What's up and welcome to A Color Critic. I am your host, Forty, and ready to talk about the latest TV shows, movies, and movie trailers that I've seen. Boy, there's so much to talk about. Well, I'm 40. All I do is watch TV and all I talk about is TV. So now I have a podcast where fans and geeks such as myself can listen and opinionate everything that I talk about when it comes to film, whether that's movie or TV. So we will be starting off this first episode discussing the latest TV shows that I watch. I wouldn't be a Walking Dead fan if I didn't start off my very first podcast episode talking about The Walking Dead and this eighth season that we're currently on. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen any of the films or TV shows I will be discussing, I will warn you now, you might want to stop, catch up, and then come back to this conversation. Because boy, will I, not, I will not be stopping. I will be telling it all. So, The Walking Dead, bro. So, The Walking Dead is currently on its eighth season. It was developed by Frank Darmont in 2010 and is based on the graphic novel comics created by Robert Kirkman and two other great guys. So, the eighth season of The Walking Dead. Wow. So, Carl. Carl. So, (laughs) Carl, we lost Carl. Carl was bitten by a walker by saving another guy's life this happened this took place on the mid-season finale of the of season eight of walking dead season eight episode eight was very 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 hard for me when i saw the end and saw that car has been bitten and it was a bit foreshadowing for me because i remember in season three when andrea died and she was bitten by what was his name mildred i want to say from from uh from Warberry when when the governor was our villain yeah hour I do talk as if I'm a part of the Walking Dead world so you have to excuse me if you ever catch that but yeah so it was kind of foreshadowing to me in my opinion because I remember that Rick and Michonne was the ones that pretty much was talking to Andrea in her final moments of her life and they also stood outside the door while she shot herself before she can turn. And the same thing happened with Carl. And that's all I could think about was Andrea when I saw that scene. Now, when it comes to The Walking Dead and its characters, there's a handful of characters on The Walking Dead that had great character development just as characters in general compared to to any other movie or show. Just, Just The Walking Dead characters go through things that developed them so well and Carl is one of the characters in my opinion that has great character development starting from season one where he was just a little kid and was terrified of just about everything that's in this apocalypse world and now he's involved into the man which is still a kid a man that's not afraid of anything and can take on just about anything in this world his death I feel like his death did take a very very huge toll on us as fans especially you know fans that's such as myself Carl has been through so much emotional pain physical pain separation oh geez that the kid killed his mom for crying out loud he of course had issues with his dad like Carl 
Carl went through a lot as a character. Now, I also read the comic book versions of The Walking Dead as well. And I can honestly say as a fan of The Walking Dead, I want to say that I like comic book Carl a lot better than TV Carl. Because, you know, if you read or read The Walking Dead comics, the TV show is loosely based off the graphic novels, which is a million times better. Trust me. If you haven't, you got to check out The Walking Dead graphic novels. It, 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 of course, it's amazing. You got to catch it. Now, I'm not done with Carl yet. The way Carl died was so, so, so erotic to me because he went behind his father's back to rescue rescue a soul that he saw was clearly lost and needed help and wasn't a bad person. And I respect that. And I feel like everyone else in his world that knows now respect that as well. But of course, it's hard. That's such a hard pill to swallow and in words of a good friend of mine by the name of Negan that pill will should be swallowed or something like that I can't, I can't remember what he said hard pill to swallow but swallow it you must definitely will something like that Negan is now one of my favorite characters on The Walking Dead I also like how Carl's death took took uh, a some hold or like a way. I don't know how to put it. You can tell Negan was, a, was affected by it. I remember watching the scene where Carl was writing letters to all his loved ones. And I remember thinking to myself, that's, that's a lot of letters. I wonder if, if Negan would have one or if he's writing a letter to Negan. And I'd be darned if he didn't write a letter to Negan. And I also want to say that I respect that from that character as well. I mean, when it comes to Carl and Negan, Carl and Negan clearly had some type of understanding of some type of relationship, but in the most weirdest way, because I kind of feel like Negan looks up to Carl. Not only does he see potential in Carl, but I also have an opinion that Carl, not Carl, Rick and Negan aren't, aren't too different. Yes, they are. Negan may be a psychopath compared to Rick, but Rick himself is also not, you know, 100% innocent due to the world that they live in. Sometimes you got to have a psychotic or a criminating mind to survive in their world, but they pretty much have a similar concept of surviving and surviving as a leader. I do, I do feel as if when Rick and Negan had the conversation about Carl's death, everything that Negan was saying to Rick, Brad, does not matter because my boy Rick continued to say, when I see you, I am going to kill you. And the man is clearly grieving over your son. But that just shows the hatred and the, the pain that he has towards this man. But I also do feel as if they both needs to respect Carl's wishes because Carl is right. They both just need to come together and live together. All this killing is unnecessary. Come <laughs> on, like we can survive together. Now, Carol. When I'm bringing up Carol because Carol will also be a part of my character development opinion. When it comes to the world of television, that character 
is probably she probably has the best character development ever written ever we seen carol starting from season one being abused by her husband we started her being scared of walkers and now she's killing armies of walkers and hell armies of people let's not forget the the terminates people she she eliminated for the for the group and all of the other very clutch, very convenient times she came in and saved the day. Carol, Carol, you're, you're a hero. You're a hero. Carol's death would be the saddest death in the Walking Dead history whenever that does unfortunately happen. Once upon a time, Glenn's death, I always said Glenn's death is going to be the worst death in the Walking Dead universe. And even when it happened... I still say, yeah, this is going to be the worst death ever. Like, this is the worst death. Like, when Glenn died, believe it or not, y'all, I called out a rote next day. I was working at a gas station. Everybody knew how much I love The Walking Dead. Everybody know that knows me know that Glenn's my hands-down favorite Walking Dead character. If not Michonne, and then let's follow, you know, bringing Rick. But Glenn is hands-down my favorite, favorite Walking Dead character. Because, of course... He would be number one when it comes to character development, especially in the Walking Dead universe. Glenn is brave, strong, quick, and cheated death like so many times within this universe that I just thought he was an invincible and that he couldn't die. But it did show that the world couldn't kill Glenn. It took someone in the world to kill him you know a person it it took a person to kill glenn it took carl sacrificing himself with someone else when i you know intentionally do it but we all know that carl knew better but carl also was being the man that he was raised to be and the man that that world involved him into being but glenn yeah that's I still miss Glenn to this day. I kind of wish they'll have like you guys remember when Lori first died in season three and Rick was tripping and was seeing her like in the field at the prison and everything. I kind of wish they would have did that with Glenn because I really miss Glenn. Like I kind of wish Maggie was going crazy and we started hallucinating Glenn just so I can have like a like, at least a minute of Glenn back in back in my life since he was so so terrifyingly killed by Lucille and her carrier Negan. Now, back on Negan. Negan is my favorite villain of all times. Like, when it comes to other things I'm fan stuff, such as the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe, and I'm a huge horror film fan, and even that, like, Negan's my favorite all-time villain. And in the Walking Dead Universe, the governor was my favorite villain, but when they put Negan on film, I was like, yeah, Negan got it. Like, he's terrifying and he's hilarious. And I don't even know how to feel about that, but I like it. <laughs> so, I guess that's how it sums up how Negan's my favorite villain right now. And I don't think there's going to be a psycho that can outdo him at all. <laughs> but yeah, Walking Dead Season 8 is still continuing. I don't want to continue to talk about more because on The Walking Dead because I feel like I've already been on it too long. So I will move on to the next show that I'm a huge fan of right now. And it's This Is Us. It's NBC's This Is Us. It's on the second season. I know what you're probably thinking. What is this guy doing, this this black young guy that watching This Is Us? A lot of my friends, a lot of people I talk to, may say that 
this show is made for like a 40-year-old housewife and all that. That may be true, but I feel like This Is Us is made for the modern world, and I feel like everyone, especially in America, need to be watching This Is Us because it displays great messages, and it's a great story, and it is very relatable to myself in different ways. Maybe not 100%, but a lot of stuff that Randall, Randall have, has been through and like his situation in general, I can relate to that 100%. And, like, just the story itself, that's just a, a very emotional, very interesting story. You have a family of five. You have a mom, dad, and triplets, which technically it's uh, twins. And, you know, Randall, he's the adopted black son to fulfill the triplet picture that the family, you know, had already painted nine months they was waiting to have triplets. This Is Us is currently on the second season. The second season of This Is Us actually made up for the end of the first season, in my opinion, because I was I'm honestly disappointed in the season, the season one finale, because that was the episode I thought I was going to see how Jack died. Now we're in season two and now we saw what happened tonight that we lost our beloved Jack. Man, when it comes to Jack, Jack is my role model. Like, that is the man I want to be. Now, I ain't going to say when I grow up because I'm, I'm 27. There ain't no other growing up I can do besides get to a higher number. <laughs> but that is the man that I'm inspired to be. I mean, he's a great father. He's a great husband, great best friend, great friend. Like, like Jack, Jack was Jack, Jack's incredible character. Now, I'm going to be honest. When it comes to This Is Us, I haven't noticed a lot of good character development and none of the characters besides Randall, if you ask me. Well, I take that back. I'll also say, I'll also say, I seen, char- I seen character development within Kevin as well. Because when if the season first started, Kevin wasn't in, he wasn't really an interesting character to me. Like, I really didn't see, like, how he fit, fit well within i don't know how to explain it but i guess i don't know he didn't stand out to me like he wasn't as because the show is so interesting all the characters are so interesting and are so well played the the guy that i don't know his name but the guy that plays kevin on this is us is a great actor uh, like he's great all of those guys are great cast crew you guys are phenomenal but season one kevin really didn't catch my attention until the end of season one and season two season two kevin like dang bro like i see why you're the way you are and like i'm sorry bro like that's all i can think when i see this character yeah guys like i i I watch tv like i bring myself into their world as is as if i fit in or something but yeah kate when it comes to kate kate kate's a great character as well i love kate and toby together toby is freaking hilarious I really don't understand the relationship between Miguel and Rebecca. I guess Jack wanted Miguel to marry Rebecca if anything happened to her. It's a little weird for me. That's just me. But that's Jack, though. And I, 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 can, see, I can see Jack doing that for sure. For sure. And I also can respect and understand how Kevin feels with, uh, towards Miguel. It's not Miguel's fault. Kevin just got to understand. And now where we are now in the show he does and their relationship has gotten a little better 
this uh this is our season two has reached finale i haven't finished the finale so i'm really not going to discuss that yet i will bring that up in a future episode just to close out this is us on the podcast but i also just wanted to bring up that this is us is one of my favorite shows and that will be discussed within the podcast probably a lot now when it comes to the tv show discussion i'm going to mention a new show that i started watching and it's a netflix original seven seconds seven seconds i have been hearing about seven seconds maybe since i want to i really don't want to lie so i'm gonna say probably for like the past month or so my friends and family telling me, you got to watch 7 Seconds. Like, I don't understand why you haven't watched 7 Seconds yet. So I recently gave 7 Seconds a try. I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm a very emotional male. <laughs> and when I watched the first episode of 7 Seconds on Netflix, bro, I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Like, this is too much for me. But I stopped being a punk, and I watched the second episode, and now I'm currently on the fourth. And 7 Seconds is pretty interesting. And it's, it's pretty modern as well. I recommend everyone to watch that within this day and time. I really do. I I, I like it so far. It's interesting. I'm not going to say it's it's great just yet, but it's a, it's pretty good. It's interesting. It haven't locked me in yet. It haven't warmed me over for me to put it on my favorites list. You got to come harder than what I've been seeing so far, Netflix and producers. But but you 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 for you for sure got my attention. I'm just not hooked yet. Just not hooked yet. But you 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 got my attention. To just let me continue watching and I'm going to get back to 7 Seconds. But I just want to bring that up in our conversation because that is a pretty good show that I recently picked up on. Now, I want to move on to some movies here that I watched recently. And let's not ignore that the Oscars recently aired as well. And I'm pretty I'm pretty satisfied by the Oscars. I'm not going to stay on the Oscars, on the Oscars too much because I didn't physically watch the Oscars and I usually do. But of course, I did my research that night that it ended i do want to say congratulations to jordan peele bro and you are inspiration like you don't understand like that's inspiration his first his first big film got him an oscar i do there was a lot of you know controversy over the golden glows and how they put it in the comedy category and all that honestly there's a lot of movie that has funny parts if a movie has funny parts and if it's created, written, and directed by a comedian or a comic person, then it can easily be mistaken or misplaced as a comedy. Maybe they just didn't take it as serious. I don't know. I'm not that big of a critic yet. But in my opinion, I will for sure uh, consider it a thriller. I wouldn't even say horror, but I would say it's, it's, a, it's a thriller. It's a thriller in my eyes. It's a well-written, well-acted thriller. And every Oscar nomination, every Oscar that was won was well-deserved. I was very excited when I when I learned that Get Out was nominated for multiple Golden Globes and multiple Critic Choice Awards and multiple Academy Awards. That was, that was inspiring to me. I love that. But, man, when it comes to these Oscar nominations that was that was tough it was it was tough this year i've also seen i because the day of the oscars i did watch you know a good handful of the movies that was nominated for best picture and i was a good one that i watched that sunday i was was good it was well acted it was well edited i can see why i was nominated for that 
Like, I didn't expect for it to be the way it was. Like, in my opinion, I guess you can say it was a, it was a scripted documentary, like a lost footage type of thing. But, man, it was well acted. It was well acted. Then round of applause to that cast and crew as well. You guys did a great job. Uh, the Shape of Water was nominated and won Best Picture. Now, when it comes to The Shape of Water, I'm going to be honest. This, this, the Shape of Water trailer was a eye-opener for me. Like I was like, whoa, that looks interesting. That looks very interesting. When I watched it, I didn't have the same, the same feeling for the actual movie as I did for the trailer. Sad to say, I kind of enjoyed the trailer a, a little bit better than the movie. The movie was great, and I also feel like it, it deserved every Oscar it was nominated and won for as well, but maybe not as many Oscars that it was nominated for because it, how can I put this? It wasn't as, as original for me because, I mean, we've all seen, you know, little sea, sea monster men before fall in love, you know, with a woman. Now, it was interesting that this in particular woman was a mute. She, this character was also well played by a great actress itself and a great supporting actress, Octavia Spencer. I'm not sure if Michael Shannon was a lead actor or not. I'm going to assume he is. But Michael Shannon did a great job as this, as this villain in The Shape of Water. But Michael Shannon does does bad guys and villains very well. So I'm going to continue to congratulate him on that throughout his entire career. Because Michael Shannon never disappoints me when he's playing a bad guy. Bro, if you can make me hate you when I'm watching a movie, bro, you did a great job. And that's all I can say. That Michael Shannon has like eight movies that I hate him in. And, bro, that makes me love you. Because that means you did a great job. Yeah, The Shape of Water was, was well created and well acted. I just don't feel like it deserved all the nominations and wins that it may have won because it was it was, it was was up against some great movies. I'm not saying that I want to get out to take all of the wins, but I'm going to be real. There is a movie that I feel should have won Best Picture and a lot of other Oscars that it was nominated for, and that was Darkest Hour. Darkest, Darkest Hour was incredible to me. I actually seen Darkest Hour twice already, and I liked it clearly because I watched it twice. And I feel like it didn't win as many, it, it, it didn't win as many awards as it should in general when it comes to to everything. So let's give it up for the Darkest Hour for not getting all the credit it deserves because that's another movie that needs to be watched by everybody due, you know, to the time that we're in and everything. Now, when it comes to movie trailers, I'm not going to hold you guys up too much longer, so I'm going to make this part quick. The latest movie trailer I've seen is that they're making an animated version of The Grinch, and I don't know how I feel about that. And it comes out this year. Like... What's up with all these remakes, bro? Like, I understand it's the Grinch that's going to be remade a gazillion times before, you know, the the world is no longer here. But come on, what happened to the originality? Like, come on, like, who do I have to talk to to get my ideas and my originality out there? Because seeing all these remakes is just getting depressing. Because they're not even good remakes half of the time, bro. Like, you have Tomb Raider. I'm going to be real. When it comes to Tomb Raider, like, I really don't know, y'all. Like, Tomb Raider actually looked like it's going to be good. But then again, I'm like, bro, we, we, we already had Tomb Raider. And we enjoyed who played Tomb Raider. Like, what happened to Angelina Jolie? Like, y'all, what y'all trying to say? She too old for this? But there's a, you know, there's a video game 
a new video game, Tomb Raider. I haven't done much research on this. I'm actually going to get back to, to you guys when it comes to the Tomb Raider thing. But it, this this new Tomb Raider movie movie is similar to the latest Tomb Raider Tomb Raider video game. So if anything is based on the latest video game and not, I don't know, we'll get back to that. We won't get back to that. And cause I know a lot of people that is not really feeling this, this lady, this latest Tomb Raider movie. So we're, we're going to get back to that. But I did, I did want to, you know, at least mention one latest movie trailer that I've seen and kind of, you know, had me raise my eyebrow like, bro, what? And that was the Grinch. So if you haven't heard or haven't seen the latest trailer of the Grinch, you can go to YouTube and type in, type in The Grinch 2018, or you can visit IMDb on its website, which is imdb.com or the IMDb website. And once again, my name is Forty, and thanks for listening to the first episode of A Colored Critic, and I will see you next week.